Hi there. So welcome to my YouTube channel. In this video, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, the key areas that you have to focus on in order for you to pass the financial reporting examination as well as the corporate reporting exams. Now, let me say of the records that if you're doing financial reporting, you have to keep watching this video. But if you are doing corporate reporting, you can check the, the description of the video. There is a timestamp for where the corporate reporting discussion starts. But I'm going to be starting with the financial reporting. Then the corporate reporting will follow in that regard. So if you are doing uh, corporate reporting, check the description of this video. You will see the timestamp on where the corporate reporting discussion starts. So you don't have to sit through uh, the discussion. But if you know somebody who is doing financial reporting and you are doing corporate reporting, why not? watch it and then share it with the person or let the person come to watch their video in that case. Now, financial reporting and corporate reporting is an interesting area. As per my view, I feel that it is one of the easily, uh, one of the papers that can be easily passed due to the structure of their syllabus and the structure of the exams. You feel me on that? <laughs> now, I know some of you are going to say, Shira, no, 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 no. Financial reporting is difficult. Corporate reporting is difficult. But in my opinion, I feel these two subjects are really interesting subjects that you can easily pass if you understand the structure of the syllabus and then the structure of the examination. So let's begin with financial reporting. Now, before I go into the key issues and then the way we go through it, let me state that you, in order for you to pass the examination, there are a couple of things you need to pay attention to as you get into the exams, in, to the exam hall. Number one is that when you get to the exam hall, don't get overly excited. You have to start with the questions you can do best first. For that reason, start with the theory questions. Financial reporting, corporate reporting, there are going to be theories. I'm going to be going through the theories that the examiner is going to be bringing to you in a moment. But you have to go into the theories first. That is my recommendation to you. So answer the theory questions first. Read through the questions. All the theories questions, take them out first before you start with a calculation. Once you finish with a the theory, depending on how strong you are, you could go to the ratio aspect of the question. And then depending on how strong you are, you could go through the issue about the single entity uh, financial statement for the FR student uh, in that regard. And then... We can go to the standard and then the consolidated financial statement. But, but my take for you first is do the theories first before any other thing. Do the theories first before any other thing. Let me also state that you have to be mindful. Do not start with consolidated financial statement. I don't know the issue with consolidated financial statement because every financial reporting student or corporate reporting student is, I don't know, geared uh, or attracted to consolidated financial statements. So students spend their time to do the consolidated financial statements, get the financial statement balance correctly treated, but they spend a lot of time on it. So before you realize, you've been able to do the consolidated financial statement, yes, but then time has caught up with you and you are not able to answer the rest of the other questions. So my recommendation to you is this, that hey, do not start with a consolidated financial statement. Don't start with it. Do the theories first, Go to the ratios, then go to the other aspects of the syllabus. When you do of the of the questions in the exam hall, when you do that, you're able to save time and you can increase your chances of passing the examination. Now, that is my recommendation. That is my recommendation. Then the next thing I want you to pay attention to is that 
when they say get ready to stop work, I know you're not going to do this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. When they say get ready to stop work, one thing you have to be mindful of that is you drop your pen and then go over the theory, the written questions that you have uh, written down, the ratio interpretation, you scan read your interpretation, the ethics question, you scan read that, then the other theory questions that you have answered, scan read it to find out. Because remember, if you write... And grammatically, there is an article, an a, uh, an an, or a there you are, you are not bringing. It changes the context of your explanation. Now, in your brain, you are writing one thing, but the pen may be producing another thing. So my recommendation to you, again, is when you hear, get ready to stop work. Now, that is about maybe 10 minutes or 5 minutes to stop work. Don't say, oh, Shira, now that the idea is coming, I am trying to answer. You said I should put my pen down. Yes. Put your pen down. You have to go over the things you've read. Now, I know somebody will say, oh, Shira, eh, I have to continue to write because maybe I can get some two marks, some three marks on what I've written. How about grammatically misrepresenting the 30% of the written aspect that you have done? The written and comment aspect that you have done, 30, 35%. What if there is a grammatical error, there is a misspelled words, and then there are, uh, there are misspelled words, and then there are other issues that grammatically doesn't connect? You lose everything. So my recommendation to you here, again, is... Now, I know, like I said, you're not going to do it, I know. I know students, they don't do it. They finish the exam, then they come in and say, oh, uh, Shira, uh, I was caught up with time, da-da-da-da-da. Don't start with consolidation. Uh, I did the consolidation question first, and uh, that delayed me a lot. <laughs> and you know it. So that's my recommendation to you. When it is get ready to stop work, drop your pen and go over the written questions. The answers you've produced. Look at the grammar. Look at the spelling. Scan read to see if really that was what you wanted to write. That will save you a lot. That will save you a lot. So generally, these are the things that I want you to pay attention to even before we get excited about the exams. So financial reporting, what are the key areas you have to focus on? What are the key areas? Number one, in the exam hall, there is going to be question on theories of consolidated financial statements and then the conceptual framework and regulatory framework. So when you are doing consolidated financial statement, there are a lot of theories in consolidated financial statement from the IAS 28, Investment in Associates, and then IFRS 3, Business Combination, and then even IAS 27, uh, Consolidated Financial Statements. So there are going to be theories there. Uh, uh, the way we gain control, the way significant indicators of significant influence uh, the issue about the uh, reasons why there will be there may be negative goodwill, how we account for significant influence, defining even what control is. Does that make sense? Defining even what control is. So these are all theories in consolidation that you have to be mindful of, that you have to be aware of, because definitely the examiner is going to be bringing something about that. And then also the entity that can prepare consolidated financial statements and the entity that cannot prepare consolidated financial statements. So the exemptions of entities from the preparation of the consolidated financial statements. You need to know about these theories, because definitely there's a five-mark question waiting for you on that. Then the conceptual framework and regulatory framework. I mean, this is where we are referring to issues such as the qualitative characteristics of financial statements. Sounds good? Qualitative characteristics of financial statements. And then users of financial statements. Those things, make sure you read and know them very well because the examiner may bring a theory question about that. 
Then the second huge aspect that the examiner is going to be excited about is ethics. So definitely there's going to be a question on ethics in the exam hall. And at this level, you must understand the, uh, code, the threats and then you connect it with the ethical codes that is being breached in the question. So when you read the scenario, you should be able to identify, oh, this person is exposed to self-interest threat. This person is exposed to intimidation threat. This is an advocacy threat. This is an issue about uh, threats to uh, uh, um, self-interest. And so how does that affect the uh, code of ethics. Maybe it's affecting the integrity of the person, it will affect the objectivity of the person, it will affect professional due care of the person. So you identify the threat and connect it with what? The code of ethics. Minimum of 10 mark question waiting for you in the exam or on ethical issues. Okay? On ethical issues. And you don't want to screw that up. You don't want to screw that up. So definitely there is a, a question on ethics. And please make sure, in case you've not gone through ethics or you don't understand how ethics is uh, done, I did a two-part video on that. You can check the description of this video and you can watch uh, the video I did on ethics. And because that will help you to understand the way the ethics question is supposed to be answered in the exam hall. So uh, business uh, consolidation theories. Uh, we have a conceptual framework. And then we have ethics. Then the third thing you need to understand is the interpretation of financial statement ratios. This is a done deal area. And so you have to be mindful of the way we calculate the various ratios. And most importantly, the way we interpret the ratios. Note that when it comes to ratio, also there are some theories there that you have to be mindful of. Like the limitations of ratio analysis, the importance of ratio analysis, and then also uh, the issue about the uh, uh, explanation of why we calculate certain ratios and what they do at the end of the day. So these theories are also theories from the interpretation of financial statement that the examiner could ask you in that regard. But most importantly, when it comes to ratios, even though sometimes the calculation could be a bit challenging, the theory aspect, uh, sorry, the interpretation aspect is going to be more challenging. And uh, if you are my student, you know how we do it. Uh, I mean, I examine people's grammar, laugh at people's grammar there in that particular case and show their scripts. I uh, critique the script, the spellings, uh, grammatical context of the question, using the, ch the choice of words, the dictions that they are using. You must be mindful of this. So you need to practice a lot of questions. Please don't get up and pick a ratio question and calculate it uh, or go to the solution and then read the interpretation and th think you can produce the same thing in the exam hall. No. There are rules that governs the way we evaluate financial statements in the private sector. I think we have also covered a video on this. We're going to check it out. If there is a video available on that, you can check the description of this video so that you watch the video on ratio analysis because that will help you a lot to be able to get a guaranteed 15 to 20 mark question coming in in the exam hall. So ratio analysis, that is something you need to pay attention to. So yes, number one, the theories on consolidation, conceptual framework, regulatory framework, ethical issues then ratios once you are done with these things and and that is the order in which i want you to also answer the question in the exam hall okay that is the order in which i want you to answer the question in the exam hall once you finish with this then we come to the issue about the consolidated financial statement dealing with the calculation aspects 
Now, when it comes to the consolidated financial statement also, I think we've done extensively that on this channel. So you can check the description of this video. We did a five-part video on consolidated financial statement around last year. The video will be in the description and you can watch the entire thing. The five-part video I did on consolidation explaining all the principles relating to preparation of the consolidated financial statement. So check the description of this video to watch it. But basically, let me say that when you are preparing the consolidated financial statement, don't get up to go and extract any financial statement. You won't get any marks for that. Take time, read the footnotes one after the other, and do your workings. Take time, read the footnotes one after the other, and do your workings. You don't need to read the entire question before you start. If you're a follower of my work, you see, you, you've seen how I solve questions uh, during our live streams, during our class, and all that. I don't read the entire question and start solving. I read it as I go. I read it as I go. The reason you want to adopt that approach in the exam hall is that if you want to read a whole question before you start, you'll be overwhelmed. You'll be confused. You will not know where to start. You will not know where to stop. You will not know what you are supposed to do. So what you want to do is that, hey... Read it one after the other and deal with a footnote. Technically, there are key issues about consolidation that you have to be mindful of. The group structure, definitely very important. Uh, the date of acquisition, the date of disposal, so that you can know the post-acquisition period. Then certainly the issue in relation to uh, how you are going to be dealing with intra-group trading. There are principles governing intra-group trading. You must know about that. Then not only that, you must also know how to deal with the issue about non-controlling interest and then impairment in goodwill. All these things are critical issues you need to understand. So my plea to you about consolidated financial statement is this. Do not be in a hurry to go and extract any financial statement. Keep your workings. Do your workings. Once you do your workings, you'll be able to now uh, go extract the financial statement to get your answers in that particular case. Then after that, the next thing we're going to be going into is the standards and then the single entity financial statement. Please, I don't want you to do any ratio and proportion and say, oh, last semester, the examiner brought cash flow statement. So this semester, he will bring statement of profit or loss and OCI. Or last semester, the examiner brought... No, 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 please, please, please. The examiner doesn't owe you anything in relation to, I brought this, so I'll bring this. No. What I want you to do is to learn everything and be in the position to be able to answer whatever question the examiner brings to you. Mm. But my concern to you is about the accounting standards. So 40% of the syllabus is going to be based on the accounting standards. And if you're a follower of my work, I have mentioned over and over again the key accounting standards that you need to what? pay attention to at this level. Definitely your non-current asset accounting standards, the IAS 16, property plant and equipment, uh, IAS 20, government grants, IAS 23, borrowing cost, IAS 40, investment property, IFRS 5, the non-current asset held for sale and discontinued operation. You must know all of these standards. IFRS 15, revenue from contract with customers, and most importantly, our famous standard, and that is going to be IFRS 9, financial instrument. You have to be mindful of this standard and I cannot overemphasize the importance of this standard. So basically, I want you to make sure that you understand the standards very well. Now, yeah, you may not be able to cover as all the standards, but you'll be in a better position if you know all the standards. Now, on this channel, we have covered almost all the accounting standards that you must know about. Okay, almost all the key accounting standards we have covered it. IAS 12, income tax, IAS 36, impairment of assets, IAS 38, intangible assets, IFRS 
16 leases we've covered that on the channel uh, already you must know about it ies 7 cash flow statement we've covered that on the channel you must know about it so the key standards that you need to understand please go over it because in the exam hall the examiner is going to be bringing about six or seven of the standards it depends, maybe five, six, seven of the standard. Maximum seven, sometimes five or six of them. Now, this is about the dedicated standard question and also about the issue in relation to the, uh, how do we call it, uh, the single entity financial statement. But this is the trick. Every footnote you pick, it's going to be uh, an accounting standard. So you need to be mindful of these accounting standard that I've shared my thought on. I wouldn't say, oh, focus on this standard, focus on this standard, focus on this standard. No, I want you to open up your wings in that particular case. Now, for those of you who are students and enrolling in our courses, definitely in our executive revision masterclass, I'm going to be providing you some guidelines on the, some of the standards that we have to look out for. But if you are going into the exam hall, you want to make sure you open up your wings to focus on all the standards and be strong in the key standards that I've mentioned, like the non-current asset standards. They are going to be there. Income tax, IAS 12, is going to be there. Whether I like it or not, it's going to be there in the single entity. There'll be something about tax. So IAS 16 is going to be there, whether I'm dealing with P&L or cash flow statement. IAS 12, income tax will be there. So it's a key standard you must know about. Then IFRS 9, financial instrument. Um, it's a standard that the examiner could bring in the footnotes or there could be a dedicated question about it uh, as well there. So it's a standard you have to be mindful on as well. So if you are writing financial reporting, these are the key issues that you have to focus on. These are the key issues you have to focus on. Now, tell me in the comments, uh, what are some of the things you would want me to cover uh, in these topics that we have gone through? Or what are some of the areas that you would want me to further share my thoughts on in the discussion for you to increase your chances of passing the examination if you are doing financial reporting? And hey, if you are getting some values on this video, give us a thumbs up on the video. It helps us a lot to reach a lot of students and that YouTube will be able to push the video so we can reach a lot of students just like you and assist a lot of students. And also remember to share the video with your friends, your colleagues. We want to reach as many students as possible and assist many students going into the exam hall and passing the exams at the end of the day. That is my goal, that is my desire, and that is the purpose for creating this YouTube channel. Now that we've taken financial reporting out of the way, let's go to corporate reporting students. Now, corporate reporting is going to be following the same uh, pattern, just like the financial reporting uh, that is going to be following. And so in the exam hall, there's going to be a question on the theory aspect of consolidated financial statement. So the theories on consolidated financial statements, you must know about them. If you're a follower of my work, we have done that uh, already. We've gave a description about the various theories we must know about. Number two, there is going to be a question on ethics. Definitely at this level, there will be a, an ethics question there. Note that you read the scenario very well and be able to fish out the issue in relation to, um, how do we call it, the issue in relation to the threats and connect it with the ethical codes that is being breached, and then the causes of action that must be taken as a result of the breach of the, uh, the, breach of the ethical code or to prevent the breach of the ethical code. Does that make sense? So you have to know about that, you have to look at that, and you have to mention that as well in that regard. Now, once you have been able to deal with the consolidated theory, deal with the ethics, the next thing is going to be ratios. Now, ratios in the corporate reporting is a little bit 
advanced than the financial reporting. And one of the key ratios that uh, will be advanced here will be uh, analyzing the financial performance uh, of an entity using the cash flow statement. So analysis of the cash flow statement, like what came last semester. So you have to be mindful of the way we analyze the cash flow statements. But then you're going to be calculating ratios. You're going to be writing uh, various things in that regard. And you have to be mindful of whether you are writing a report or you are just doing an analysis. Because if you are writing a report, then the format of a report must be followed. And if you are doing just an analysis, you have to follow what? An analysis in that particular case. Now, let me say that traditionally, when you are interpreting ratios, there are some key things that must be there. We want to see your heading. We want to see your introduction. We want to see the financial performance. We want to see the financial position. We want to see the conclusion paragraph. These are key paragraphs that must be represented when dealing with the interpretation of the financial statement. Very, very important. Now, if you are writing a report, then certainly the pro forma of a report, the from, the to, the subject, the date, your heading will come, intro will follow, financial performance, financial position, conclusion will come in. So you have to know how these things are done. And in case you have not done that or you don't know about that, uh, we have covered that already. So you can check the description of this video. There is a video on ratio analysis. You can watch that video where I provided some blueprints on the interpretation. So interpretation of financial statement is going to be critical here. You must know about it. So consolidated theories, interpretation of financial statement, ethics, critical, critical. Then you come to specialized transactions. Please note there are two things here, financial reconstruction, corporate reorganization, and business valuation. Please do not make a, last semester the examiner brought this, so this semester he will bring this. No, please. The examiner has every right to bring whichever he wants to bring. So don't try to outsmart the examiner. Don't try to do ratio and proportion. No. I tell my students all the time, I say, hey, read the thing to the book. Know everything. Corporate reconstruction, financial reorganization, know everything there. Then know everything also relating to the issue about business valuation. Because each ever the examiner bring, or whichever the examiner bring, uh, you need to be able to uh, look at it there in that particular case. So one of these two will be there. My recommendation to you is read them very well and understand them very well. Do not pick one over the other. Do not prioritize one over the other. Don't say, oh, me, I understand the business valuation better than the financial reconstruction. So I'm just going to focus on the business valuation. What if you go to the exam hall and it is not there? And it's a financial reorganization, financial, uh, uh, financial reconstruction scheme. What will you do? So please make sure you spend some time on that very well. Now, unfortunately, these two topics, we've not covered it on the channel here on YouTube, but if you are somebody who has enrolled in our courses, we have already done that in our main class, and so there are videos available on it in our full course uh, for you to watch in that case. So unfortunately, you don't, we don't have video on these uh, two areas on our YouTube channel, but it's available on our full course on the website or in our mobile application. So once you deal with those things, then you now come to the consolidated financial statement. Please know that consolidated financial statement at this level is a complex group structure usually. So you're going to have parent, subsidiary, and subsubsidiary. And most importantly, there could be consolidated cash flow statements. Consolidated cash flow statements. My recommendation to you and my advice to you all the time is take time, okay? 
take time and then focus on those issues that you have to focus on. So consolidation is very broad at this level. So on the basic level, make sure you understand the various introductory issues like the group structure determination, calculation of NCI in the sub-subsidiary, make sure you know about that very well. Dealing with intra-group trading, make sure you know about that very well. Then the various other minor issues, you have to understand them very well. So what I want you to do is make sure you go through consolidation pretty well. In the exam hall, please don't be in a hurry to extract any financial statements. What you need to do is read the footnotes one after the other, get your group structure, get your net asset schedule, get your post-acquisition profit or loss, get your goodwill calculation, get your group retain earnings, deal with intra-group trading, deal with uh, any impairment in goodwill, deal with NCI, deal with the items one after the other. I will not recommend that, oh, focus on P&L, focus on position, focus on consolidated cash flow. These three, any of them will be in the exam hall. Your concern or my concern to you is to be able to understand which one you need to focus on in that particular case. Then finally, there's going to be standards. Please note that the examiner can bring questions on any accounting standard at all you know about. But there are three accounting standards that are singled out at this level, and that is IFRS 2 share-based payment, IAS 8 employee benefit, and IFRS 9. Did I say IAS 8 is employee benefits? Can you imagine that? Let's take that again. IFRS 2 share-based payment, IFRS 9 uh, financial instruments, and then IAS 19 employee benefit. Okay, these three accounting standards are critical at this level. All other things being equal, the examiner is likely to bring two out of these three standards in the exam hall. So before you walk into the corporate reporting examination, please make sure these three standards, they are on your head because 99.9% of the time, we've seen the examiner bringing at least two of these in the exam hall, either as a dedicated questions on their own or we see them in the consolidated financial statement as part of the footnotes. So as part of the footnote to the consolidated financial statement, we see some of these things coming in there. So these standards, you have to be mindful of them. Then certainly, all the other standards in financial reporting you know about, you have to be strong about them here. So IAS 12, IAS 16, IAS 23, IAS 40, IFRS 5, IAS 36, IAS 33, IFRS 15, IFRS 16, all the standards. In level two, you must go through them. Again, at this level, the examiner is going to be bringing about uh, six or seven of the standards there. Okay, six or seven of the standards coming in there. And we could have a theory question on the standards or some of the standards as well in that regard. So if you are doing corporate reporting also, these are the issues I want you to focus on. My key takeaway for you is this, that you look at the order in which you are answering the questions. Don't start with consolidated financial statements. Don't start with it. Go and answer the theories. Go and answer your ethics. Go and do your ratios. Go and look at the specialized transactions. Then you can deal with the standards and consolidation as and when you like in that particular case. When you do this, I believe that you can pass your corporate reporting exams and or your financial reporting exams in that particular case. What do you think? 
Put in the comment section if you have any questions for me, something you would want me to cover or what other subjects you would want me to provide you uh, key areas on how you can pass the exams on. And I'll catch you again in another stream. Remember to subscribe to the channel and share the video. Let us reach as many students as possible. I'll see you in another broadcast. Till we meet again, stay safe and stay blessed.